This is the Truth and Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. Today on uh, Truth and Power, I wanted to talk a little bit to you about the devil being the angel of light. And what does that mean? Um, a lot of people today are talking about is at the end times. It's been a crazy season um, for sure. 2020 um, has been nonstop chaos for many people. And um, I think my daughter comes home every day um, looking at videos on TikTok and different things like that, wondering if it is the end of time. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and what that looks like. Um, if you look in 2 Corinthians 11.5, um, Paul's talking here and he starts off a little bit sarcastic. He says, for I consider that I am not at all inferior to the most eminent apostles. Um, so he's really talking him up and he's saying, you know, um, all of this. He says, even though I am untrained in speech, yet I am not in knowledge. So he's not untrained in knowledge, but he's untrained in speech. He's talking about these eminent apostles. And it says, but we have been thoroughly manifest among you in all things. Um, did I commit sin to humble myself that I might be exalted? And he keeps going through there. He, he talks about because I am preached the gospel of God to you free of charge. And he goes into um, robbing other churches um, to preach the gospel free of charge to them. And he's not talking about obviously physically robbing them. But when he takes an offering, there's something huge when uh, you partner with a ministry um, that is able to send the gospel out free of charge. And so you see Paul really breaking down here in uh, 2 Corinthians 11, starting in 5, going through uh, 15. It goes through how much he really loves the church and he's willing to to come to them at no cost and do pretty much anything for them. But it's um, important at the very end, it says, God knows, but what do I? I will also continue to do so that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things which they boast. For such are false apostles. Here we go. Deceitful workers transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. I want you to take note here. It says transforming themselves. It's not a a Jesus Christ transformation. It's they transform themselves and it says, and no wonder. For Satan himself uh, transforms himself into an angel of light. It says, therefore, it is of no great thing that his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. Now, you see today, there's a lot of uh, people, we call this truth and power, um, and if you've been listening to many of them, you know why, but it's literally the gospel that's preached that's working through you in full effect. So the gospel that you believe, what you believe in the word of God is the results that you should be seeing. And so you see a lot of church that deny the power of God. They don't see the power of God um, and they wonder why. And we look in Mark and we see the Great Commission. It says these signs will follow those who believe. Um, and so I want to show this to you. It, we're just talking here about the devil coming and transforming himself as an angel of light. Now, this has been a tough season for everybody. People are talking about end times. Um, where am I going with all of this? I want you to look here that it's the devil himself coming as an angel of light that is trying to twist the truth 
It says that his ministers will do the same thing, looking at his righteousness. And this year has been a crazy year for Christians to say, well, I'm a I'm a pastor and I'm pro-choice. I'm a pastor and I'm for homosexual marriage. I'm a pastor and I'm for this, I'm for that. And it's literally contradicting the word of God, which is our um, ultimate, um, you know, we have to line our, our lives up with the word of God instead of bending the word of God to... Um, match up with our crooked life. And so I wanted to show you here that there is going to be a lot of false teachers that come um, now and even more so before Jesus comes. There's going to be these people that claim to be believers, teachers, whatever, and they're going to be twisting the truth. And if you don't know the word of God, you're going to be deceived. In fact, in um, Revelations, when it's talking about, it says, in the end times, even if it were possible, that even the elect would turn away, meaning that um, even some of uh, the Christians are going to look and say there is no God. So there's something coming that is going to be so blatant and so in your face that even Christians are going to say there is no God. Now, what that could be could be um, many different things. I've heard different people talk about um, you know, a lot of deceiving. I know that, um, there's many theories out there in life on, you know, spiritual beings and this angel of light. You know, the scripture talks about angels as transforming themselves into almost anything. And you see that, you know, they sent two people down to Sodom and Gomorrah to get Lot out and they were people, but they were angels, right? So, they can transform into uh, stuff. And even the the word says, you know, be hospitable and give people a drink of water because some in doing so have entertained angels. And so we see here that the devil is crafty and that he can manipulate and twist things. And if he's coming as an angel of light, I, I want you to know the word of God so much so that no matter what comes on this earth, if even little green men come down in a flying saucer and say, we're here, uh, we placed you here thousands of years ago, you need to look at that and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, get behind me, Satan, because the devil is a deceiver and he is crafty. And if we say, well, that's way too extreme. And then it really happens. You'll say, well, I believe you, right? We need to know the word of God, where even if something was staring us in the face saying, I was the one that placed you here. Um, we need to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. The word of God is our number one. I don't want to get weird or goofy with that, but um, let's jump into 2 Timothy 3, and let's start in 1, and it says, this, also, right, this know also, that in the last days um, perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boast, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, um, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, um, incontent, fierce, despisers of those that do good, traitors. Um, it says high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. It says here, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. For such, turn away. And it says, for this sort are there uh, creep into houses and lead captivity, silly women laden with sins, led away by diverse lust, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. 
Um, and you look here, and it goes into, and it talks about uh, who resists these men of corrupt minds, reprobate, concerning the faith. Look at Second Timothy 3, 1 through 9, and just read through that. But you realize through all this stuff, you look around, and you're like, that's literally talking about today. All that stuff, unholy, ungodly, truth breakers, false accusers, right? And it's having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. There's so many people that are denying the power of God today. They're saying, that's not for today, that was for a different season. And that's lis literally listening to that angel of light, that deceiver that will take and twist the gospel so it looks like it's a form of godliness, but it's denying the power thereof. And that's how you know it's in the end times is when Christians, you know, you see the disciples get commissioned by Jesus sent out and literally go take over the world with the gospel doing sign wonders and miracles, healing the sick and casting out demons. And then the church today, instead of looking like that, they say, well, I don't know if that's for today. I don't know what I really believe. I don't know if this and that. And this is what they're talking about. This is what Paul's literally preaching against. And so I want you to look at, it says that the, the devil is the angel of light, that he can transform himself into an angel of light. And if you look at it, look in Psalms 119, 105. It says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And so we see here that it's the word that is the lamp and it's the word that is the light unto my path. So I want you to look at this. Um, John 1, 4, it says, in him was life and that life was the light of men. You begin to realize that this light, the angel of light, is literally the word of God. That it's the word of God that is a light onto our path. And so if you begin to recognize this, it's the devil comes in and twists scripture. That's what it means. It means that he's taking the word of God and he's pretending to be it. So he'll take a bit of the truth and then mix it with some heresy. He'll take a bit of the truth and then add some um, false in there. I'm a pastor, but I'm pro-choice. You know, I believe in the Bible, but not these parts. And that's literally what the devil is doing in this season. Um, you begin to look, and in Matthew 5, 13, it says that you are the salt of the earth, but the salt that has become tasteless. But if that salt has become tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Here it goes. It says, you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. We are literally sent to be light, which means we are sent to take the word of God to this generation. We're the light, meaning we speak the word. We tell people what the word of God says. It doesn't mean you just shine brightly and hope that somebody sees you. Um, several Christians today are saying, you know, um, preach the gospel at all, all times and when need be, use words. I get the heart behind that. Love it. It's really cute saying that's not biblical. Um, Paul went out and he preached the gospel. The disciples went out and they preached the gospel. Jesus told them to go out and preach the gospel. He didn't go out and say, just smile and be happy. Um, and if people ask you about it, then go ahead and tell them. No, that's not at all 
what they're talking about here. We are supposed to take that light, which is the word of God, and spread it around, right? And if you realize it, it, we are the salt and the light. We're literally preserving this earth. And so when people say, is this the end times? Is this the end times? We're always in the end times, right? After Jesus died on the cross, we started living in the end times. When it began to um, revival break out and uh, the gospel is going forward, but the dark is getting darker and the light is getting lighter, right? And so now we've, we're in a season where it's even closer to the end times, where it's time for us to stand up and do something. But if we realize, look, for instance, when Noah came onto the earth and people are asking, well, is this the end times? This is the end times. Um, be prepared. Jesus is coming. But I want to show you this. When Noah was, uh, God flooded the earth. God saved Noah and his family because they were righteous. But he didn't save anybody else because there was nobody else righteous. So the flood wasn't the wrath of God. The flood was grace saving Noah so that Jesus could come on the scene, right? If God didn't flood the earth and save Noah, it wouldn't have been righteousness that was preserved. What do you think would have happened to Noah's kids and grandkids and their grandkids? They would have been corrupt like the rest of the world, and Jesus could have never found somebody like Mary um, to come and found somebody faithful um, to come and have the virgin birth and, and Jesus come on the scene. And so the flood is literally grace, but you see God pulling the remnant out. And then you see also with Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham's negotiating with God. Well, God, if there's 50 people in there, would you spare the city? God says, I won't, I won't destroy the city if there's 50 righteous. And then he goes, well, what if there's 45? And he breaks it down. What if there's 40? What if there's 30? He gets all the way down to five people and says, God, would you spare it if there was five and he said, no, I'll spare it if there's five. But we see there wasn't even five. So again, in the grace of God, God wiping out evil so that good can come and Jesus can come on the scene down the road, right? Getting rid of corruption so that the blood of Jesus can come. Um, and so I want you to see this. It says in the end times when Jesus is, is coming, it said that we would be crying out, woe to us with this mountain fall on, a, on top of us, Right. And that's when Jesus comes down again. I really believe that the second coming is when God comes and the same as a Sodom and Gomorrah or the same as an Noah and takes away the good remnant from uh, the wickedness. And I don't think that God's coming back in a season of revival. I don't think that there's thousands of people getting saved and God's like, no, no more of that. Let's cut this off short. I literally believe that when God comes back, it's a saving grace hey, it's better for you guys to come home now. And so as us being the salt and the light, we're literally preserving this place. Um, God's not coming back right now because we're preserving this place. We've got a big job to do. It says that even Jesus doesn't know, um, but only the Father knows that exact moment of when he's coming back. And I believe that it could be at any moment um, we need to always be ready, but I believe that now's the time not to be sitting there saying, well, it's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be the next. No, we've got a big job to be doing. It's time to get out there and get some stuff done because we are the, the light of the world. And that means that we are bringing the word. Um, it says that every good gift and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there's no variation or shadow Due to change. Um, we, we read about what David said that the Lord is my light 
and uh, my salvation. It says that David said that your word is a lamp. And in Psalms, David also says that the Lord is um, the light of my salvation. That's the word, right? Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Um, so we begin to go through some of this. And we realize that it's literally, when we look at it, as the time goes on, we're preserving this place and we're supposed to bring the word. But while we're bringing the word, we're bringing the gospel, we're um, bringing people onto Jesus. The devil is going to transform himself as an angel of light. And so he's going to come in and he's going to twist that light, which is the word, and he's going to try to manipulate people into believing something that isn't true. There's many people that say, no, oh, there's many ways to get to heaven. Um, you know, I don't know if Jesus Christ is the only, the way, truth, and the light, you know. And we need to realize that that is literally what the scripture is talking about, that Satan is the angel of light. He's trying to transform himself to look like the word, right? But even when uh, Satan tempted Jesus, he came and used the word, right? And Jesus corrected him and said, it is written, Satan said, well, in the word, it says that you shouldn't dash your foot. So throw yourself off of here. And Jesus comes back with, it is written. You know, Satan's trying to take one scripture out of context and use it many way the church is doing it today, taking a scripture out of context and trying to apply it to life instead of reading the word of God as the word of God, as the whole book of God in context and, and getting change. So I want to encourage you guys today, do not be deceived. If there's anything that's coming that is contradicting the word, stick with the word. If anything shows up and says, there is no God, you know what spirit is behind it. I don't care if it's an alien. I don't care if it's foreign invaders. I don't care if it is a pastor. I don't care if it is a neighbor. If they say there is no God, you know what spirit is behind him. That is the angel of light twisting and trying to manipulate. And that is that spirit of the Antichrist that has always been trying to snuff out the Christians. It's running rapid today, and we are the salt and the light preserving this place. So I want to encourage you guys today to stand up bold. Go out and preach the gospel, the true word of God, and be the light to a lost generation today. Thank you for tuning in to Truth and Power. I hope this encourages you and blesses you. And go and be the light. To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to KingdomYouthConference.com or follow him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Edberg Music.